Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You. And now here's Connie. this day as we move into February, the month of the heart. Yay, we're going to talk about that today. But I just want to start, because my heart is so full, with some gratitude. I'm so grateful for those of you who have supported our new sponsor for the podcast, Blue Planet Eyewear. They are an awesome company. They make the cutest readers and sunglasses. And I have about I don't know, 20 pairs now, because, you know, you have to put them everywhere in the house, right? Because you lose them. Um, And their sunglasses are really cute, too. So Blue Planet Eyewear makes, it's an eco-friendly and a sustainable company that supports uh, organizations that provide um, vision care and medical treatment for those who cannot afford it all around the world organizations like Sea International. Look them up. They're great. And um, so Blue Planet Eyewear is our sponsor. And if you go to their website, blueplaneteyewear.com, you can um, check out their sunglasses and their readers and get a 20% discount just because you are a happy, healthy you listener. So how cool is that? You're helping people's eye health across the planet, and you're also getting some really cute readers and sunglasses. So check them out, blueplaneteyewear.com. Connie20 is your your coupon code. So I want to start with a little story. Um, A couple years ago, I was hired to interview some politicians down on Capitol Hill. And uh, one day I was going down there and... Parking in D.C. was just ridiculous, right? So I asked my husband to drive down with me, and I thought maybe we could make it a morning and we could could, uh, get lunch afterwards, and it wasn't going to be a long interview, so I was just, you know, let's make it a day. It was a beautiful day in D.C., and so... He did. He was so sweet to drive me down there. And he took me down to the Senate office buildings. And we found a place where I could run in and he could just kind of hang out for a while. And in my uh, little bit of nervousness about interviewing, this was a pretty um, heavy hitter uh, on the hill. And I was a little bit nervous. And so I took my car key with me. And we have one of those cars that you have to have your car key. My guest is laughing at me. You have to. <laughs> you can't wait to meet her. So you you have to have, you you guys know, some of you have a uh, one those cars that if you don't have your key with you, your car uh, will not start. But, you know, fortunately, my car was still running. And he he was going to drive around because, you know, parking, as I said, is tough. So he started driving around and he realized that I had the key with me. So in the Senate uh, office buildings, you can't always get uh, phone reception. So he was calling and texting and I was not receiving it. And what he realized was because he didn't have the key that he could not stop the car or it would it would not start again, right, without the key. So poor guy, he's driving around D.C. And my car additionally has this feature that it's um, it's kind of an ecological thing, right? It's when you stop, 
the car will stop. So the other thing is he couldn't hit any red lights or the car would stop and he wouldn't be able to. So he was in quite a pickle. And I I tell you this story because uh, a lot of times I, I feel that I am disconnected from that, that heart center, which I sort of see as the key to my myself. And uh, if if we don't have that connection to our heart, and that real sense of um, awareness of the importance of our hearts, um, then we really don't have that connection to our soul. See, I see the heart, that center of the body as our connection to spirit, and our connection to our place really here on the earth. So the heart is right in the center of things where we receive the messages from spirit and we ground our sense of uh, belonging here into our our presence here. And uh, it's just, it's so important. So we're going to talk today about the physical heart, the emotional heart, and the spiritual heart with one of my favorite people. But I just want to start with this poem. I'm reading a lot of John O'Donohue because here where I live on the East Coast, it's a little bit cold and I find his poetry and his blessings to be very warming. So this poem is called For Longing. Blessed be the longing that brought you here and quickened your soul with wonder. May you have the courage to listen to the voice of desire that disturbs you when you have settled for something safe. May you have the wisdom to enter generously into your own unease, to discover the new direction your longing wants you to take. May the forms of your belonging in love, creativity, and friendship be equal to the grandeur and the call of your soul. May the one you long for long for you. May your dreams gradually reveal the destination of your desire. May a secret providence guide your thought and nurture your feeling. May your mind inhabit your life with the sureness with which your body inhabits the world. May your heart never be haunted by ghost structures of old damage. May you come to accept your longing as divine urgency. May you know the urgency with which God longs for you. Isn't that beautiful? I that love is. John O'Donohue. So I'm going to welcome my guest here, Linda Pencala. She's my favorite massage therapist. She's uh, an essential oils expert, and she spent a lot of time studying heart disease prevention for women. Welcome, Linda Pencala. I love having <laughs> you on the podcast. Thanks so much, Connie, for having me. It's great to be here. Isn't that a pretty blessing by John O'Donohue? Yeah, it was perfect, actually, the urgency component and really why we're here listening and what we really need to, you know, garner from this message today. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And the heart, I see the spiritual heart, that center of our being as kind of being our connection. It's that conduit between God and our our um, presence here on the planet. Absolutely. And you and I are very much alike in that sometimes we are disconnected from our hearts or mm-hmm. we're going so fast. We're very energetic people, both mm-hmm. you and I. I know. <laughs> so I'm laughing when you said that. But And when we do make mistakes, have accidents, walk into a wall with an elbow or whatever, we're not we're not paying attention <laughs> and were, being were present. Walking, walking no, the, I'm I, always I, walking into I, things. I, I do too. <laughs> 
And it, yeah. yeah, I feel like that that driving around DC metaphor was just so yeah. perfect for today. Um, without the key, I mean, without that that awareness of our heart. I mean, how often do we just stop and appreciate and have gratitude for the fact right. that our heart is beating? Every Every day. Every day. I mean... Every day. And and be aware of our bodies. And I I am particularly aware of that, having had a daughter with um, congenital heart disease. So every day was an appreciation, an opportunity to be grateful for the fact that she was taking breaths. And I am very aware of it. And I'm very grateful for you, for your work that you've done for um, helping to educate women on really staying connected to the health of their hearts. So what, first of all, what motivated you to become so educated about it yourself? Well, it wasn't a a direct um, path that I chose personally. It was um, a medical moment. I would say about five years ago, I think it was, when um, I was at home and my heart started beating really, really fast. And I thought, well, that's pretty odd. So I called a nurse friend of mine and she said, oh, you probably have AFib or irregular heart rate. So I would go to the ER, Linda. So I was like, really? That serious? And you know how all women can be in denial and you really don't want to hear that you have to go to the ER. But when my husband came home, we did go to the ER late. It was like 1030 or 11. So um, long story short... They had to admit me because they wanted to bring, get my sinus rhythm, it's called sinus rhythm, um, back in because I had AFib. And so they gave me an IV and they gave me an oral medication. But um, here's the caveat. If it didn't come back into normal sinus rhythm and my heart beat normally, they were going to use cardioversion, which is those two paddles that Mm -hmm. really, they clap on your front and the back. And to me, that scared the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. It really, really scared me. And I thought in a brief moment that maybe I'd die if they did that to me. Mm-hmm. So about one or two in the morning, they said to my husband, okay, go ahead, leave. We're going to admit her. And so I was like, ay, yeah, yeah. So we go upstairs about two in the morning, and I'm laying there. And you're watching your heart rate go up and down, up and down very erratically. Mm-hmm. And all I could do was pray. I was like, Lord, please bring me back to normal heartbeat. I, I just can't handle the thought of you know electrically coming back into rhythm. And so by about four o'clock, thank God, it did come back in. Mm. And uh, I was so grateful. I was so happy. But that next morning, the cardiologist that came in said, well, Linda, all your blood looks pretty good so far. Everything looks good. Everything looks normal. So um, Dr. Silverman, who's still my doctor, I just saw him two weeks ago for my annual visit. He said, you know what, Linda? Sometimes we just don't know why this happens. Mm. And I looked at him with this incredible eye-popping stare. I'm like, you're kidding. (laughs) You really don't know what happened here? Yeah. And so... Not going to work for you, right? (laughs) It's not going to work for... (laughs) Connie, how did you know that? (laughs) Because it wouldn't work for me either. I want to know. I want to know. So the writer in me, the researcher in me, and a person that really doesn't want to just go through life with without knowing, will this ever happen again? Mm-hmm. So I went on um, a research hunt, and I explored, and I found out that heart disease is the number one killer of women now, Connie. Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking, after I did the uh, stress test on the treadmill, and the cardiologist really ramped it up really high, because I'm a very fit person. I'm mm-hmm. like you, very mm-hmm. fit. I do deep water aerobics twice a week. I walk every day, and, and I give massages every day, you, you know, four yoga. days a week. I do, I do yoga. yoga. Mm-hmm. 
And I go to acupuncture regularly Mm -hmm. now. But I wasn't doing a lot of these things then. And, you know, I said, well, I really might have to look at some of my lifestyle choices, being that everything was normal. My Mm -hmm. thyroid numbers were normal because I do take a natural thyroid Mm -hmm. supplement. And so everything was normal in the traditional medicine world. But um, I had this this kind of calling, this divine calling to dig deeper and to just help women. So I devised and created my Wise Women Heart Health program because I think it was stress during that time in my life, emotional stress. You think? Um, Well, I probably know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I know. That's okay. We'll edit that later. No. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) I think that's really important because you say you think. But yeah. you know in your heart, uh, yeah. in, in your I, uh, Well, I, in gut, the beginning, though, wherever. in the beginning, I I sensed it could be. But until I really had that honest mm-hmm. heart-to-heart talk with myself, I call it a come-to-Jesus moment. You got where still. The car you stopped. You had to be still. <laughs> well, I had what to happens? slow down yeah. and stop. Right. Yeah, and, and sometimes for busy people like you and I that have, a, you know, a high pace of our lives, it's hard to stop, yeah. slow down. And I'm from New York, and I've ridden racehorses, and so I have speed on the brain and every cell in my body. But here's the lesson, Connie. It was, Linda, you need to slow down. Yeah. And so I explored many different facets of heart disease. And so I share with women now, my Wise Women Heart Health Program, nine pillars of heart disease prevention so that they don't become a statistic. Yeah. I want to get to those, but um, I do want to ask you because I know one of the um, statistics of women with um, regard to their heart is that women develop heart issues a little bit later than men. It's like older than 50. Do you want to share how old you were when you had that little heart scare? Oh, yeah, I was about 57. Okay. And it was postmenopausal. And so that was right. the other component is that mm-hmm. when estrogen gets lessened in our bodies, that can kind of skew a lot of things, too, with our heart. So let's talk about that a little bit. What are some of the risk factors for women um, as we as we age? When do we come into this uh, well, window? What, what we, we all want to have a pulse on in our lives are three things. I have to keep it at three because it's okay. simple. If you have depression... If you have mental stress and if you have diabetes, all those are risk factors for heart disease. That's not even talking about smoking and not exercising, but uh, mental health, your mental stress being high, um, and then a depression. And, and um, yeah, those three are really important to have a finger on in your life. Okay. And also the age. An age. At over. Age. Um yeah. I just want to say, I think it's really cool that February is Heart Month. I mean, it's kind of a random decision, probably. But well, because, I was, because of, uh, you know, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, of yeah, course. I guess. Of course. But February is kind of a depressing month, I it think. Is. My, my son walked through the kitchen today, and as he was leaving the house to go to work, he um, let out this big sigh, and I said, yep, it's February, right? And he goes, yeah. It's just yeah. kind of a blah, blah month. The holidays are over. Spring, yeah. we know it's coming, yeah. but it's still kind of far off, <laughs> at least where we live, right? Right. So I think, and that's when seasonal affective disorder really kicks in for a lot of people. It's Absolutely. still dark for a lot of the day. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that we are taking time to talk about this this month. Right. And the other component of that is also is when I've had AFib a few times, it was November, which is... Is, is key too. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when we come into that shift of seasons from the fall to winter, mm-hmm. even if you're a good water drinker and hydrate your body well, a lot of people 
and I see this in my client base, they don't drink enough water. Mm. So if you don't drink enough water, Connie, you know, your blood gets thicker. I'm going to take a drink right yeah. now. <laughs> so if your blood <laughs> is thicker. one of my thicker, goals. Yes. Mm. And it's half your body weight in ounces, not eight really? glasses a day. I never half thought about it. That's a really good awareness. So your blood yeah. is thicker it's if you don't thicker. drink. Absolutely. Okay. So when your blood gets thicker, there's a lot of other things that can happen in your body. And it's hard for your heart to push it out, pump mm. it every single day. So just take a moment and visualize that as we drink water, we're actually creating that sense of flow in our bodies. Absolutely. It it's a new way moving. to look at drinking mm. water. Absolutely. Like yoga. Yes. Just like yoga. the flow of blood. <laughs> yeah, Everything comes back to yoga for me. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the nine pillars of heart disease. Sure. So how this, this nine pillars is, how would you describe it? It's a way to bring awareness to us as women for staying our happiest and healthiest with regard yes, to our heart? absolutely. Yeah, these are, um, these are pillars, which is really a pillar is a foundation, and these are really core foundations of what you need to be aware of. Okay. So what, what I, the message for me was I wasn't paying attention. Okay. So what we need to do is really encourage women, Connie, to begin paying attention to their lifestyle choices. And we all know that 80% of all illness and disease is stress-related and also emotionally based. So a few of these here have to do with our emotions as well. Isn't that mm -hmm. funny? <laughs> mm. That's why I like to start with a little poem or blessing yeah. or yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, something to bring yeah. us... Bring our emotions into a little bit of balance. Absolutely, because okay. we are emotionally grounded women as mm -hmm. opposed to men. We are. are. We hope to be grounded. We're awesome. Okay, right. so what's number one? So number one is to uh, know your numbers. Obviously, knowing your cholesterol, LDL, HDL levels, along with your triglyceride level. Obviously, your blood pressure, your blood sugar level is important, hopefully fasting. Know your weight. But here's the deal. When I teach this class, some women still don't know what CRP is, C-reactive protein. That is an inflammatory marker which plays into heart disease. And that's important because sometimes when you get your blood work or you have your physical you need to say to your physician, and will this test give me my CRP? And if not, you, you will want to know that, and you want to know, be sure it's low. If it's high, that's going to tell you that you have high inflammation in your body, which is the precursor of heart disease. Um, they all say, most mainstream medicine says it's cholesterol, but Dr. McColl and Dr. Paul Roche from the American um, Institute of Stress, AIS.org, great website, he has a whole PowerPoint on how um, it's uh, stress that plays into heart disease. Hmm, interesting. As we and move, inflammation. Yeah, and as we move through these numbers, um, one through nine, uh, your nine pillars, I just want to say that I'm, I'm noticing that each of the nine pillars, they are... Th things that we can control. Absolutely. So once we have this knowledge, knowledge is power and we can take Absolutely. action. A lot of people I feel, a lot of people that I know, myself included to some extent, are a little bit afraid to go to the doctor because of what we might find. So exactly. what, what we should know as we talk about these nine pillars is that every single one of them provides an action item that we can... Absolutely. We can, Absolutely. And so when I teach, I like to empower the group of women not to sit there and get overwhelmed like, oh, and one more thing to have to do. Right. So what I like to do is just to make it simple. Keep it simple, silly. No one's stupid. So I always say keep it simple, silly. <laughs> um, is just pick one or two and mm -hmm. spend 30 days 
improving one of these. Oh, what a great way to do it. Okay, so just give it little small little bites out of these nine pillows. So if hydration, you're not good at drinking water, let's start there because your heart's a Mm. muscle. Mm. That's so key. That must be the message I'm supposed to uh, to receive from you today because that was my, that's my intention for this month. I really want to drink more water, but I'm I need like a post-it note or something to remind myself because I, I keep forgetting. So, Well, if you love the ocean, which I think you probably do. I do. Take pictures of waves and put them on your computer, on your car. That's good. On your, in your phone if you can get a wave or see the sea on your phone, the seashore. So that will subliminally remind you, not a word, but, oh, water, that's right. And you love the beach. So Good. that's a nice way to kind of get it, it in the brain. I'm going to do you know, that. Something different. Yeah. We have to be creative with ourselves. Plus, I love <laughs> looking at, at pictures of the water. Okay, so let's okay, go great. to number two. So <laughs> number two is the really big one that I like to focus on is, is assess your stress. And that would be your emotional weight in your heart of toxic feelings, relationships, negativity, Grief and unforgiveness is huge, Mm. huge. And so the unforgiveness part is if you need to forgive someone from the past or someone who's passed away, but they are chained to you by this action, whether it's sexual abuse or whatever it is, is they really are chaining you to them by you not forgiving or moving forward with that. Mm. And so um, as a massage therapist and a caring, loving person for all my clients, if I hear that someone needs to do that, I suggest that they write a letter to that person and say everything you always wanted to say, Mm. Uh, angry or otherwise. Take a week, five days to write it, reread it, and then offer it up to the heavens, to God, and burn it outside mm-hmm. in a rock pile or put it up in a helium balloon or whatever or just get it out of your body on a cellular level. You mm-hmm. have to release it. Mm-hmm. You have to release Essential oils also help you release that because it's in your brain and it's Beautiful. wired into you. Beautiful. We'll talk about essential oils a little bit sure. later, but I just want to mention that I interviewed Becca Stevens from Thistle Farms, and a lot of right. you may have heard of her. A couple months back for the podcast, you guys can find that podcast on the Happy Healthy You uh, page, but um, she talked about her abuser and confronting her abuser, and she did that not for not to get back, not for revenge, right. not to get back at him, but just for her own health and wellness and Mm -hmm. she confronted him not everybody's going to want to personally confront the person and like you said sometimes they're not alive (laughs) but just really working on that forgiveness component can change your life absolutely free free you free you you. it's freedom we do it for ourselves absolutely emotional freedom Mm, beautiful yep and so being aware in that in this stress area is to be aware of your home work and work-life balance and here's the deal with stress Uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of women are under chronic stress. And when we are, and we have an inflammatory situation in our bodies as well, um, our sympathetic nervous systems are in overdrive. And what that means is that we are pouring out cortisol, norepinephrine, adrenaline, all into our bloodstream. And we have to have that coursing through our, our bloodstream every day if you are under chronic stress. What we need to do is to have a reset button, if you will, or a choice that you could do to get into the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. And I could, I could talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Yoga. (laughs) Yes. Yoga. Yoga, even deep breathing. Deep breathing. Yep. Deep breathing with your finger, one finger in your ear. Yeah. You mentioned to activate the the, the vagus nerve. Activate that vagus nerve at the end of the day. 
that's worth looking into the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous it's system. Pivotal. Worth it's googling. Pivotal. Worth a Google. Absolutely, because <laughs> we need to see. We need to get out of the sympathetic nervous system, right. and we need to know how to get into that yoga, beautiful, relaxing, mm-hmm. parasympathetic state every day. Just every and day. it can be for five minutes. Not Correct. a big deal. Right. And you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go far away and spend tons of mm-hmm. money. Right, Connie. It's all right here. Click your heels together. It's all, we got it all right here, Dorothy. (laughs) Dorothy. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Okay, so movement is medicine. That's my friend Abby's favorite saying. So lack of exercise, Connie, doubles the chance of dying from heart disease. Now, that's Mm -hmm. huge. So if you're inactive, work up slowly to 30 minutes, three to five times a day, and find an activity you love and do it. Don't mm. do not do it with because someone put a knife in your back. Do it because it's in your heart and you love it. Yes. Keep your heart yes, happy. Yes. So I just got a puppy, and she's a great hiker. I'm oh, so excited. Good. We've been on two hikes already, and she's st- I take the leash off. Sorry, guys. But I know you're supposed to keep a leash. But if nobody's around, yeah, 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 take yeah. the leash off. And she loves to hike. She stays right with me. She's awesome. So, wow. so far. So far, so good. Knock on wood. But, yeah, hiking. That's what else? Do, what do you like to do? Swimming. Oh, right? kayaking. I love kayaking because <gasps> I love the water. You do too. Oh, well, kayaking. We'll have to so go kayaking. peaceful mm. yeah, in Annapolis mm-hmm. or in a lake. Mm. So peaceful kayaking. Mm. That's great. Not yeah. with another person in it, just in your own kayak. And it's not much of a lower body workout, but it's a good upper body workout. You can really mm-hmm. get, and you, your heart gets a little bit. But cardio mm-hmm. is really important as well. I mean, I I'm a yogi and I teach yoga and I do yoga, but we need uh, to get that um, the lungs and the heart working Energized. to to mm-hmm. um, yeah stre- put a little stress on it so that it it yeah. stays healthy. Yeah, if we do nothing, it doesn't strengthen mm-hmm. the heart. Mm-hmm. I just read this recently, but if we do something exercise, it strengthens the heart. Mm-hmm. And what my my main love is deep water aerobics. I do mm-hmm. that Tuesdays and Thursdays. And being in water is easier on all the joints and right. tendons and ligaments in your body. And also, it is eight times what that same exercise would be if we jogged through the water mm-hmm. on land. Yeah. So it's eight times more effective. Yeah. So uh, that's why I love water. It's very I love spiritual water too. for me. It is. Very it spiritual. Is. Yeah, there's something about the freedom of movement in Absolutely. Water. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so um, stop smoking, obviously. It's the number one preventable risk factor that's in your hands. So if we know smokers that are women, so they have a heart they have the risk of having a heart attack 19 years earlier than those who don't smoke. So that's huge. That's a lot. It's not a couple of years. Mm. 19 years is a long time. It really is. So if you could ever want to share that statistic with someone, that would be awesome. You can do a lot of loving in 19 you years. You can. Oh. A lot of living. A, a lot, lot of, of living. eating. <laughs> a lot of eating. <laughs> yes. A lot of we'll wine. We'll talk about drinking. Red wine. Yes. Red yes. wine. So, and eat and drink heart healthy. That goes right into this one. Perfect. So, eat more red food. God was so smart when he did this. Tomatoes, beets, watermelon, chili. I love cumin. I could put cumin on everything. Red wine. Red wine. Radishes. Not too Mm -hmm. much red wine. Sometimes just a little bit. And hydration is key as the heart is a muscle. So, try drinking half your body weight in ounces of water. Alcohol affects the heart and its rhythm. So, moderation is or abstaining is key for long-term Heart health. So here's the deal for me. I was drinking an awful lot of red wine at this time, honestly, and I probably wasn't drinking enough water at the Back time. Back when you to, had, yeah, your, when I had my first incident. AFib, okay. Yeah. Um, so, and when you do go to a cardiologist, they all say you have to quit drinking. That's their first thing. Quit drinking. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's 
so I was like, and so I, I did. I cut back a lot. And then mm. I went to white wine. Mm. Yeah, and I don't drink red wine anymore in case it is the trigger and was the trigger. So mm. I went to white wine. And now I chose to take a break from wine altogether for right now. Just you can to buy see. some really good organic wines. I think yeah. for a lot of people, the nit- nitrate fee really free. Mm-hmm. Uh, bother people. Um, but yeah, moderation. Moderation you know. is absolutely key. So I mo- give it up every Lent. Yeah. Because I, I enjoy it with food. I really enjoy the taste of wine with food. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I could as long as you don't use it as a stress relief. Right. right. Yes. That's you're not your main yeah. thing that you turn to. So caffeine back in the day when I had this, since it is a stimulant, um, was key for me because instead of doing half calf, half decaf, I was forgetting the decaf. And so I was drinking straight caffeine, which sometimes is too much for the heart as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of had... A really um, awakening about that, and, and caffeine is in other things besides coffee. Oh, it so is in chocolates, to, and there's yeah. oh, there's great research on how mm. good and healthy caffeine is now. I just mm-hmm. read about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So there's a fine balance. What's well, a vasodilator? It yeah, it right? is caffeine. Yep, so vasodilator, but you could get caffeine also in chocolate. Yeah, and cacao and all that and stuff. Tea and tea, and so magnesium rich foods are also great for the heart. So it's really important when you do get a blood test on your annual physical to know what your CalMag ratio is, then your vitamin D is important for your immune system and C. So those four vitamins right there are really important. Um, so here's my um, lesson I learned from all this is that I needed to slow down and relax. I had four, I had two kids, uh, my two kids, Lance and Amanda, and then my husband, when we got married, he had two kids, Justin and Steven. So we brought two families together 20 some odd years ago. And so it was a lot bringing two, mm-hmm. you know, four young kids, they were under teenage years, mm. together and raising wow. them. So it was pretty intense those years. Mm-hmm. And um, and we were still having the kids, uh, well, they all left when this happened for me. But I wasn't taking really good care of myself. So now I choose to do meditation, prayer, yoga, and I pay attention to my slowing down component. So it's important for all of us women to know that we have to neutralize our stress. So as a massage therapist, obviously, I am just a huge proponent of massage because, number one, it stimulates your circulation and it quiets down and calms down anxiety, your blood pressure. It slows down your heart rate. There's huge amounts of research in Touch Research Institute down in Miami, and they've done great research on infants in the neonatal lab. Then they paired infants with the seniors, and so the seniors that were depressed and on all these medications and weren't sleeping and eating well, they paired them with these infants, and it was such a win-win because you gave the seniors a need. They Mm -hmm. needed to help these little Mm -hmm. babes. So the babes got out of the neonatal lab early, and the seniors were off some of their medications, sleeping Mm. better and eating better. Mm. So that's the power of touch. And we all are touch deprived. We all are. Reading Brene Brown recently, and um, she says in all her books, we are hardwired for connection. We are, our hearts are healthier when we are in, in connection with our Absolutely. My mom just went to um, assisted living after living with me mm-hmm. for five months. And what I was sad about is that my husband Joe and I would leave and go to work and she'd be home alone. 
Mm-hmm. And yes, the TV was on, but she was home alone and she wouldn't go to a, you know, a senior center. But when, once she got to where she is now, she is so happy because she's around people. She sounds good. She looks good. She's doing awesome. And that's the power of social ties for our heart health. It's Which huge. takes us into the next pillar. Absolutely. Gather with girlfriends, ladies. We know that it's awesome energy when a whole bunch or even two, just like you and I, Connie, mm-hmm. just be two. But when a whole bunch of women get together, there's so much energy. We could fuel a city, couldn't we? For we sure. Could, absolutely. For sure. So here's the deal. Women socializing, coming together in camaraderie, laughter, and fun is a better indicator of heart disease than the standard test they have now. Nurturing our friendship psychologically and biologically helps our hearts. And so years ago when I did this research and I share to this day this wonderful article and the research, Tend and Befriend, The Power of Women's Friendship. So can I read just a few things from this, Connie? Yeah, Yeah. I love this So men walk and women talk. The long-held idea, the familiar fight-or-flight mechanism was the universal human response to stress, was turned on its ears by doctors Laura Klein and Shelley Taylor at Penn State. So what they did was they put women in different situations, and they saw how they react completely different than men. In stressful situations, women experience a cascade of brain chemicals that cause us to make and maintain friendships with other women, specifically the hormone oxytocin which is reduced when you get a massage, by the way. It's also released as part of the stress response in women, which lessens the fight-or-flight response. And what does this prompt us to do? To tend to children, to old people, to animals, and gather with other women instead. And once a woman does engage in this tending and befriending, the studies are showing that more oxytocin is released. Now, the oxytocin is important because it is the neutralizer for that cortisol that we have coursing through our bodies. So this calming response does not occur in men because testosterone, which men produce in high levels when they're under stress, seems to reduce the effects of oxytocin. So what do we do, Connie, when we're worried, threatened, or maxed out? We call a girlfriend, right? Mm. That's what all your listeners, I'm sure we all do that, right? Or mom Mm -hmm. or whatever. Okay, so here's the deal. Friendships help us live longer. They not only help us keep alive, but they enhance our quality of life. So the famed nurse's health study from Harvard Medical School showed that the more friends a woman had, the less likely they were to develop serious physical impairments as they aged and more likely to lead joyful lives. So the researchers were so significant, the the results were so significant that the researchers concluded not having close friends or confidants was as detrimental to your health as smoking or carrying extra weight. That's a huge statistic, isn't it, Connie? That's that's really scary. Now, Mm -hmm. as we age and we see people that whose spouses die, this last sentence in this article was pivotal here. Now, even in the event of a death of a spouse, which is probably the most intense stress inducer, that failed to result in any new physical impairment or permanent loss of vitality in women if you had a close friend Mm. with whom you confide in. Those without friends did not fare equally as well at all. Mm. It just brought to mind my um, Aunt Mary Lou, who just recently passed. She and... Aunt Anne lived next door to one another for like 50 years, and both of their husbands had died, I guess, over the past 10 years or so. And um, they gathered every single day 
and um, Aunt Mary Lou just died, and she was 91. So she wow. lived a long, good time. Anne Anne is still there next to her, and so we're really, you know, tending to her a little bit more. Her children are around her a lot more. Paying because attention I know she, to her more. She really um, she misses that um, companionship with her sister, and um, but she has lots of other friends and stuff. So it just, it just drives home the point how important it is to... Um, have someone to travel this. You don't need a lot of friends, no, right? not at all. Who is it? Somebody, oh, I guess it was Brene Brown since I've been reading her. She says, I have, um, I have like three close friends. I don't need more. The other component I'd like to mention is as we um, are friends with um, women that might lose a spouse, it's really important that grief is just a, an incredible emotional um, energy uh, sucker, if you will. It's just hard mm-hmm. emotionally to get through the loss and go through the months and the years of grief. So I really encourage us all to remember that we have to keep our immune system strong when we are going through grief and that grief and loss and letting go is all in the lungs. It settles in the lungs, mm-hmm. which is not so funny. It's right behind the hearts, the heart, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really important to really love up on someone who is going through grief. Yeah. Not to tell them what to do, but just to be present and listen. Reminds me of uh, Dana Reeve. Remember when um, Christopher Reeve oh, died? Right. And all of a sudden, this young, beautiful, vital woman has lung cancer. And yeah. so many people said it must have been secondhand smoke. But um, I believe, you know, she had died of a broken heart. And that, the like you said, the grief uh, in Chinese medicine is mm-hmm. uh, in the lungs. Yeah, manifested in the lungs. So it's yeah. great you mentioned broke. Um, broken heart syndrome because I have research right here that this is this is what separates us from um, the male because what we have in our heart is we have the broken heart syndrome. But women. Women. Saying, women. Okay. Yes. For women. And what it is, it's a small vessel heart disease. And from loss, emotional grief, and also mental stress, all this can trigger a heart attack. So it's because we're not talking about the arteries and the veins. We're talking about really small vessels that are smaller than a hair. And when all of these, the blood flow doesn't flow well through them and there's a small blockage in all these small ones, that in and of itself can cause a heart attack. Mm. And some of the research that I was reading recently for this year teaching this class is – Stress can cause a heart attack in women. This was in the Huffington Post last January of 17, January 12th of 17. And so these doctors were looking up exactly how that can happen chemically and otherwise. And they said that it's all about the amygdala, that little small almond-shaped part of your brain where fear and emotion center is. Well, what happens when we have fear and anxiety and stress and threats, whether they're real or perceived, that lights up and it gets hyper excitable due to chronic stress. So it amplifies the stress response, and then it really, really sets a whole ball of wax in action. So this doctor, Dr. Ahmed Tawakal, this is his quote, eventually chronic stress could be treated as an important risk factor for CVD, cardiovascular disease. Now that's huge. And so some of the researchers never really focused on the stress component, but as a massage therapist who touches and palpates stress every day, we need to really focus on that, especially for women. Mm, 
Good point. Okay. Let's move on to the eighth pillar, which is, uh, I think, dental, right? Yes. This is really key because a lot of dentists will say there's a huge connection between oral health and heart health because the 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 beginning of plaque builds up with gingivitis and progresses to periodontal disease. So it's really important to kill the bacteria in your mouth in the morning mm-hmm. before you swallow anything, whatever it is you drink in the morning. So I like to use... My, as my dentist says, floss. Flossing is huge yeah. to keep the gums mm-hmm. really healthy. I like to floss so. in the shower because I feel like you could be messy and no one's looking and it's a mess in the shower and then you just spit it all out. That's a In the shower. Idea. I brush my teeth in the shower too it. because sometimes you get all that muck all over the sink and all. I just want to make it messy in the shower and it yeah. just kind of oh, washes away. What a great practical idea. Where do you guys floss? <laughs> Good question. Leave your answers on our Facebook page. Maybe we'll, you can leave them. Um, <laughs> no, I that's guess you can't. You, you have to leave your name there, so... Anyway, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Okay, good. Yeah, the connection between oral health and Absolutely. heart health is really vital. Right. In the November, I had my first AFib. I did have an infected tooth. It was infected, broken, and um, a dentist, wanted, a regular dentist, wanted to do a root canal, which to me didn't make sense because it was cracked, infected, and I just wanted out. So I had to make a decision back then um, to go to a biological, holistic dentist, which okay. exists out there. Mm-hmm. So there are many here in, in the state of Maryland. Um, so I went. Yeah. They're everywhere. So mm-hmm. I, I had it taken out. But one dentist, my holistic dentist, said that absolutely that infection could have gotten through the bloodstream. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. scary it is scary. So okay, I love the last one. Yes. Use nature to nurture, ladies. Absolutely. So visit beaches, mountains, parks, ground yourself to reconnect. And you don't have to do that necessarily with anyone. You can sit out in your backyard. Just get Mm. your butt to the earth and feel that earth energy. Get your feet down to because bare feet. What's that called? It's called something. Grounding. It's just called grounding. grounding. There's a great book called Grounding and Energy Medicine. And I wrote an article about grounding. I could send to you. You could Mm -hmm. send out to everyone that listens to you. Um, Because it's important. You get the earth energy. It's the electrons from the earth help neutralize all the a lot of inflammation in our bodies. So you mm-hmm. can have a grounding mat. I sleep on a grounding mat. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yep. And also and so, being at the beach, you mentioned the beach, um, the negative ions. That's it. Right? The negative ions yeah. come it's, from the earth. Yeah. Right where the earth meets the water, right mm-hmm. there where people walk, right? Mm-hmm. Don't people walk right there in mm-hmm. that wet, soft sand? I love it. You know why? Because their bodies are calling them to walk right there where the negative ions are the highest. Mm. And how does that affect us? Oh, it, it, it raises our vibration, countenance, our right. vibration. It makes you feel happy. It makes you feel calmer. And it just helps reduce inflammation when you have negative ions. Mm, of course, I don't know. Body. I just know it feels good. It so. feels good. It's cool. And, of course, I use aromatherapy. It's a simple, viable, natural way to reduce stress, to offer comfort, to apply to your heart. And there's quite a few oils that are really good for your heart and stress. And some of them would be marjoram is a wonderful oil for the mm. heart. Um, yang yang, breathing yang yang is a beautiful way to um, affect your heart. And, and these are all oils that can affect your cardiovascular system. And this is what they do is they affect systems. They don't cure anything per se, but they just affect your digestive system, your heart, cardiovascular system. Mm. And also there's, um, there's an awful lot of things you could do diffusing oils as well. Mm-hmm. So if you need to be calm, you would use lavender. You could use lavender on your heart. 
as well to stay calm. Just, just place quiet, a little. A little, little just one drop on your heart mm. and then on your pulse points on your wrists. You could wear essential oils as a perfume and they could also equally be helping keep you calm all day. Should you go into a meeting that could be highly charged, you could use essential oils as a great way to really help you. And I love getting on your massage table because you use all the essential oils. You seem to just know what we need that day. (laughs) Like today, before this interview, we took out Clarity Clarity. from Young Living and also Mm -hmm. Peppermint, Mm -hmm. which gave, I I do feel brighter and clearer. Absolutely. Yeah. It opens up your brain, helps you be sharp. Mm. Yet when I had my kids in high school and college, I had them uh, study with mm-hmm. some peppermint. Mm-hmm. So they'd put peppermint on the top of their hands and be smelling it while they studied. Then when they went for their test the next day, they would have a little bit, bit of peppermint on their hand again or lick it off. So it's going into your brain cells, up into your roof of your mouth, into your brain, and it also helps memory recall. Mm. And we did talk about that. If you guys go back, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't know, a year or so, Linda was on the podcast to talk about the benefits of essential oils. So you can find that on the Facebook page. And we'll, we'll also give all of your information at the end of this podcast. But before we wind up, I do want to talk about um, one thing that um, might be valuable for a lot of us. We're all different. Um, I'm a white woman. Um, how does heart disease um, manifest in different cultures, for example, Hispanics and African-American women? And um, how, how is it different among us? Oh, it definitely is different. So the research is showing that Hispanic women more die from cardiovascular disease and stroke than cancer. So 500, over 500,000 women die every year, Connie from cardiovascular disease, more than all the cancers combined, Mm -hmm. all of them combined. So in African-American women, it is the number one cause of death. And at even at age 10, they could begin the process of cardiovascular disease. Yeah. Uh, But um, they know uh, a little bit more about it than your average person, though, because they're aware of it. But the good news is, they, ha- they know the signs and the symptoms of a heart attack. So here are a couple of signs and symptoms for all of us. It doesn't matter our nationality. So one month before a heart attack, women were feeling 71% felt unusual fatigue. 48% had a sleep disturbance, which is not the norm for you. So these are all kind of like red flags that are not the norm for you. And the last one is 42% had a shortness of breath. So what I like to share is that if you have this sense that, wow, that's weird for me, that's not the norm. That's not like me. I really want you to just take that seriously because this could be life or death for you because these are the little subtle signs. And for women, we don't have a monster pain in the chest like a elephant is sitting on us, like mm-hmm. a man might. We have subtle, subtle changes in our bodies when our heart is about to you know, mm-hmm. have a heart attack. So a lot of it is awareness, Connie. We have to be paying attention. Don't be afraid to go to the ER. You have to go to the ER and and maybe not even drive yourself to the ER, especially if you're having shortness of breath because you don't want to be so lightheaded that you are not able to drive. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to be urgent about this. Yeah. So get still and just really tap into your body every once in a while. That's why. Yoga. No. Yes. <laughs> right. Sorry. I can't help it. Okay. What are the other? So here, um, here are some other um Heart facts I really want to share is that um, your heart beats 103,000 times a day. Your blood circulates 20 seconds through your entire vascular system. And your heart pumps five quarts of blood each minute, 
which translates to two gallons a day. Can you believe that, Connie? Mm. And for and in one day, your blood travels twelve thousand miles, or four times the distance from the U.S. coast, from East Coast to West Coast. Isn't that incredible? And all your veins and arteries and capillaries total sixty thousand miles. That's huge. Mm. So even when we're resting, Connie, our heart is still beating for us. It's beating very soft, but it's working hard for us. So what I really encourage all of us to do is to begin to pay attention. When our when we're in rest, feel your pulse under your neck at the carotid artery. Put your hand over your heart. Our hearts, if you make a fist, it's right in between your breasts. It's not to the left like a man's. Behind your left breast, it's more toward the center. Okay, that's where our hearts are. Um, and the other thing about relaxation is, um, here's the deal about relaxation. 62% of Americans feel guilty about relaxing. <laughs> that's <laughs> now, a funny static. It, like, it is. Who did they ask? They it didn't is. ask me. It is. So 99% <laughs> of us feel relaxation is important, but most spend less than 5% of the day in pursuit of it. Mm. We're so busy working and taking mm-hmm. care of the house and raising children. Mm-hmm. But here's um, a local company, Connie, in Annapolis. It's called Project Time Off. Everyone can Google this. It's a local nonprofit building a coalition on using vacation days. Can you believe that only 57% of working Americans had unused vacation time the end of 2011? Mm. That's crazy. So many other cultures get it right. Like the, they do. The, um, the South Europeans. Americans, they take Absolutely. their siesta. The Mexicans, the Europeans Absolutely. have much more time off than we do. Absolutely. Yeah. So they leave 11 days on the table mm-hmm. or 70% of their allotted time off. So here's the deal. Anxiety resulting in stress speeds the pace of aging, while relaxation helps the aging process. So a company would be wise to encourage you to take that vacation time because it's going to help their bottom line as well. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to be burned out and wiped out. And when you're stressed out and there's high inflammation in your body, your immune system goes down. Also, you add sugar to that. And if you're like to eat a lot of sugar, it goes down even faster. Mm. So it's really important that you do unplug. And when you do go on vacation, don't take your laptop and three phones and be connected. The whole point is to disconnect. Disconnect. Right, County? Disconnect. Disconnect. Just like t- I took that key into the Senate office. Right. <laughs> so I, I see that you have mentioned here the HeartMath Institute. Have you heard of the HeartMath yes, Institute? Yes, I love Pretty fascinating, right? It oh. is and we all can be members of the heart. Yes. yes. Yeah. So yes, and go on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, go on Facebook and, and find and be a friend of HeartMath. Mm. And I share a lot of what they're teaching us. And there's just a beautiful nonprofit that shows us the power of appreciation, love, and gratitude. how the heart and mm-hmm. gratitude, you know, you could just stop and breathe into the heart. Think of something positive mm-hmm. and breathe into your heart. So start paying attention to your heart, you know. So they, it's a huge resource for our heart. So, research. yeah, the HeartMath Institute has discerned that, and from their research, that the heart is actually a much more powerful electromagnetic energy than and than our brains. And, Absolutely. And a lot of what we emanate into the world comes from our heart, whereas Absolutely. before we probably thought our brains were, like, guiding everything. But it's our right. heart is really... It's our heart. And our heart powerful. communicates with the brain more mm-hmm. than the brain communicates mm-hmm. with the heart. Mm-hmm. And so when we hug someone, you are having your beautiful frequency from your heart touching their beautiful frequency. And when you do hold a baby Mm -hmm. close to your 
heart. It's such a calm, soothing, soothing moment. Because I have puppy. five. Yeah, we're a puppy. <laughs> I have that a lot. five grandkids, <laughs> and it's just so calming to our central yeah. nervous systems to really plug into and another person's heart. It's and reciprocal. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We pass it back and forth. Absolutely. So let's talk about the most important thing, the, the imminent symptoms for women. And, and these are just symptoms that say do something immediately, right? Right. So in really wanting to impact your heart health, I came up with the thought of a pebble. So we all know a pebble, when we step in a pebble and we have shoes on, it's an irritant. We have to get it off. You try to stop and get that pebble out of your shoe because it hurts your heel and it feels like you have to limp. So you stop and get it off. So I want you to think of pebbles. Then I want you to take that down to PEBS, P-E-B-S. The P in PEBS is a pain. And the pain can present itself unlike men, to the neck, the face, the chest, the jaw, the arm, and you could feel pressure in all of those. Where would that pressure those. be? Anywhere? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just pressure. So some people, it feels like pain, and some people could feel like pressure. Okay. That's not the norm. Again, Connie, it's just not the norm for and you. And like you said, men feel this really strong pain in their left arm. Usually their symptoms are really different. Totally so it's different. it's important to know that totally our different. symptoms are different. Okay, right. Good. So the E in PEBS is exhaustion, total fatigue. And you're like, oh, it feels like I ran a marathon and you didn't. It feels like you didn't sleep for five days, but you did feels like you just can't go on because you're exhausted. Mm. And you know that's not you. Mm-hmm. That's a sign. Okay. Okay. So the B in PEBS is breath, that you have a shortness of breath, that you even may feel lightheaded. Now, again, it's different for everyone, but you could have shortness of breath or feeling lightheaded for breath. Okay. Okay. And the S of PEBS is sweating. All of a sudden, you have this sweating in your body and also nausea and maybe an upset stomach, which is, again, not a normal day-to-day occurrence for you. So a lot of women postmenopausally have hot flashes. This is sweating combined with nausea and Correct. upset stomach. From so the research not talking about hot, regular hot flashes no. that are pretty common. No, no, no. This okay. is bizarre amount of sweating. Okay. That's not normal for Good. you. Absolutely. Good. Good. Thank you so much for all of this great information. Um, I just, I feel like even though we talk about it every year in February, it's so important to keep bringing it out and there's always new research. And Absolutely. the other thing that I really loved that we talked about was this heart that is not just a physical organ just doing this job. We are to... I really feel like we need to really look at it and tap into it and be aware and loving toward it. And, and this conversation is, is one is a great place to start. Yeah. And, and the name of the game is encouraging women. And mm-hmm. just to kind of shine a light on this, to put your hand on your heart at the beginning or at the end of the day and be grateful. Mm-hmm. Just thank God that your heart is still beating, that you have another day. And at the end of the day, be grateful again. Put your hands on your heart and just be grateful. That sense and feeling of gratitude and what I like to share with my clients is when you do hug, 
um, someone, what are you doing? You're using your arms around that person. And what are your arms the extension of? What chakra? The heart heart chakra, right? So when you hug and when you embrace and when you love someone, whether it's touch or whatever, you're using your hands and arms, but they're extensions of your heart. So I really want you to think about that Mm -hmm. too. So we need to have 12 hugs a day. Mm-hmm. To really thrive, not one or two. So start hugging each other a lot more. Hug as many lot people more as hugs. you can. A lot, lot more, more hugs. hugs. I think that's a good mantra. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to hug a lot more. Right. Thank you, Linda Pankala. You are beautiful. I just love you so much. My heart Thank is you. more open Thank because you, of this Connie. conversation. Um, where can we find more information about you and your massage practice and your sure. heart teachings and your essential oils and all your stuff. Sure. So my uh, website for my company, Corporate Pit Stop, where we travel on site, and I teach this Wise Heart Health presentation in a PowerPoint, is CorporatePitStop.com. And then my company here, where I give an hour massage or hour and a half, is um, Optimum Health hour for and Life. I, hour I, and a half I is say the best. hour and a half. Yeah, it's the best. Absolutely. <laughs> Once you go to an hour and a half, you'll never go down to an you'll hour. Never go back. <laughs> yeah. So, and I use essential oils and deep moist heat with you. And that they're both on Facebook, Optimum Health for Life, Corporate Pit Stop is on Facebook, but po- CorporatePitStop.com has all my articles on it. That's mm-hmm. really important. And then my essential oil website is YLDIST.com slash Wealth of Health, because that's my name of my essential oil business as well. And it's Wealth of Health, because we are wealthy when we have our health. Mm. Absolutely. You and I thank it. you, Connie, thank for you. all that you do to help encourage women and empower them. Oh, please. It's my joy. It's my joy. And I think you wanted to leave us with a little something, a yes. little reading. So we'll just, we'll just end here. So being that I was a jockey and um, years ago, I love anything about a race. So. Life is a race marked by a start and a finish. It is what we learn during the race and how we apply it that determines whether our participation has had particular value. Beautiful. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Connie. Namaste from my heart to your heart. Love you. Love you. 